Chapter 18 of Curly by Roger Pocock. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Roy. Chapter 18 The White Star. As soon as Captain McCalmont was clear of the city, I meandered in a casual way around the saloons, taking a drink here, a cigar there, passing the word for a meeting of cowboys only. They were to ride out by twos and threes for home, in the usual way, but the time for the meeting was sunset, and the place a slope of hillside beyond Balshannon's grave. There we gathered to the number of thirty head, and mutiny rode into the bunch to cut out any strangers who might have strayed with the herd. There being no strays, I spoke. Boys, you all knows who was buried here on the hilltop. He was my friend, and a sure friend of all rangemen. Some of the boys uncovered. One called. Spit it out, old Chalkeye. When you starts up your church, rent me a stall. I'll hire your ruddy scalp, says I, instead of lamps. Well, boys, these town toughs has shot out El Senor Don, and they're proposing to play their pure fountain of law on two more of our tribe, the same being young Jim, his son, and little Curly McCallum. Say, Chalkeye, when do you get your dividends from Mr.'s Robbers, Roost, and Company? Why, Buck, it's on them days when I trust you with loans of money. The crowd knew Buck's habit of not paying his debts and proposed to divide up his shirt and pants if he got too obvious with remarks. Boys, I went on, We've been letting these town citizens get too much happy and animated, throwing dirt in our face. Why, here's down east newspapers, sobbing obituary notices over the poor cowboy species departed. Seems that we all, and the mammoth, and the dodo, and the bison is numbered with the past, and our bones is used to manure the crops of the industrious farmer. Does that splash you? Dear departed, I appeals to you most sorrowful. Ain't it time to show signs of being alive? Not being a worker of miracles, I don't aim to corrupt your morals. I ain't proposing to obliterate the town which provides us with our liquor and groceries. I ain't a party to acts of violence. But I do propose that we just whirl in tonight and rescue them poor kids at La Merida. Of course, in busting the calaboose, we may have to shoot up a few Mexicans, but it does them good to be taken serious at times, and they'd sure hate to be ignored while we stole their captives. Mutiny called out, Say now, you got your tail up, you ain't forgetting to talk. And on that, the boys got riotous. Rare up some more, old Chaka, let's see you paw the moon. You tell the lies, we'll stick to em. Who stole Ryan's cows, eh, Chalkeye? Let the old horse thief turn his wolf loose. Ki-yi-yow, yow! Loo-loo-loo, yip-yow! Girls, says I, you're getting plenty obstreperous. Come on, let's roll our tails for old Mexico. The boys came yoking, and we trotted the night through, throwing the miles behind us. At three o'clock, to judge by the stars of Orion, 
we rested our ponies near the boundary at the street of dawn loped down and just as the day broke hurricaned in a gun blaze down on la marina i regret to state for your information that the mexican frontier guards were too sleepy to play up their side of the game but surrendered abject before they had time to get hurt moreover our youngsters had vamoosed through a hole in the wall so there were no captives to liberate except four measly vaqueros which gave us a red-hot cussing at being waked too early for coffee time we had a sickening miserable picnic a waste of sweat and oratory slow and solemn we jailed up those soldiers in the calaboose and mounted the sulky vaqueros for a guard to hold them feeling all the time like a batch of widows in the stable i found curly's buckskin mare and my fool horse jones the pair of which i took when we started for home as to jim and curly we held a council smoke debating on their fate the crowd agreed that these kids had been my pupils and would be sure horse thieves naturally i felt they had gone afoot but scouting around i failed to find their sign there was a track of a man with cowboy heels going east but it seemed to wiggle drunk i never thought of jim rolling along as he did with curly on his back but searched for the tracks of the pair running side by side if i had only been a better scout i might have understood the lone track and followed with horses to mount my youngsters for flight we could have made an easy escape from the country ending all our troubles but i was a fool so soon as my tribe pulled out for home i knew that the frontier guards would be loose at once like burned-out hornets to linger in their way would be unhealthy and i had no tracks to follow anyway so i pulled out with the rest taking all guns and horses leaving the guards disarmed and afoot lest they should try to act warlike further north the guns were thrown away except some retained as mementos and we used the mexican herd of ponies to cover our tracks where we scattered this episode is alluded to by the foolish cowboys as chalkeye's victory all talk and run a couple of miles to the eastward of la marita jim found that his little partner weighed a ton after working all night and struggling to the limit of his strength he could go no further the day was breaking to move by daylight meant an extra risk of being seen and there was nothing to be gained by traveling so he staggered to the nearest hilltop found a good lookout point then smashed up some local rattlesnakes and laid curly to rest under a sheltering rock from there he watched what the weekly obituary described as an infamous outrage perpetrated at Lombarita by a gang of cowardly ruffians not that jim was shocked indeed i reckon the lad put up signs of depraved joy he said to the little partner we're sure saved curly from being tracked down by the guards and murdered i calculate that one ordinary arizona day without food and water would have finished curly but as it happened this was a desert sabbath when the clouds had a round-up for prayer i ain't religious it's no use for a poor devil like me to make a bluff at being holy and if i went to church 
the big spirit would say look at this chalk-eyed person playing up at me in a boiled shirt ain't this plumb ridiculous it's no use because i'm bad but yet it humbles me down low to watch the clouds when they herd together for prayers flirting their angel wings against the sun lifting their gruff voices in supplication tearing up the sky with their lightnings sending down the rain of mercy to us poor desert creatures the respectable people hire preachers to tell the big spirit of their wants but it's the white clouds of the sky that says prayers for us ignorant range folks for the coyotes the deer and panthers the bears and cows the ponies and the cowboys then the rain comes to save us from dying of thirst and we cusses around ungrateful because it makes us wet when the storm broke that morning the rain roared the ground splashed the hills ran cataracts and jim and curly got washed out of their camp the same becoming a pool all of a sudden and were much too wet to go to sleep again moreover the fever had left off prancing around in curly's brain and the cold had eased her wound like some big medicine Jim had found a corner under the rock ledge, which was perfectly dry. His leather Mexican clothes were shrunk tight with rain. The staining ran in streaks on his face. His teeth played tunes with the cold. El Señor Don Santiago, says Curly, your face has all gone pinto, and it don't look Mexican that away in stripes. Maybe you're changing into a sort of half-breed. I'm beastly cold says jim grave as a funeral same here she laughed don't you think your disguise would pass for something in the way of striped squirrels with a rat in your paws you'd do for a chipmunk let me be says jim how's your wound not anything to hurt just to remind me it's there how did we get to this rock jim told her about the escape and how the frontier guards had been left afoot and how the storm had come convenient to wash out the raiders' tracks as well as his own. The rain had quit, and the plain was shining like a sea of gold which ran in channels between the island groups of purple mountains. So one could sure see range after range melting off into more than a hundred miles of clear distance to where the sunshine was hot beyond the clouds. That clearness after rain is a great wonder to see, and makes one feel very good. Talk some more, says Curly, then I won't be encouraging this wound by taking notice of it. Shall I lift you here to this dry corner? No, it's sure fighting, moving, let me be. Curly, how did you get that scar above your eye? Buck handed me that. He's surely fretful at times. Who's Buck? Why, he's second in command of our gang. No, he's a sure man. I'm plenty fond of Buck. The brute, I'll wring his beastly neck. You love him? Wouldn't you love all your brothers, Jim? Oh, brothers, that's all right. But why did the rotten coward make that scar? You see, Buck's plenty fond of me, and his emotions is rare and high, especially when, while I refuse to be Mrs. Buck, it sounded so funny that I had to laugh. Then he got bucking, squealing crazy, and when he's feeling that away, he throws knives, 
which it's careless of him he wounded you with the knife the cur oh but buck was remorseful a whole lot afterwards and father shot him too father always shoots when the boys get intimate poor buck i nursed him until he was able to get around again and he loves me worse than ever it can't be helped so these robbers know that you that you're a girl they found me out last year yes it's at the back of their heads that i'm their little sister and they're allowed to be brothers to me jim now don't you snort like a hoss cause they're all the brothers i've got you're not afraid of them you can't think what nice boys they are of course being robbers they claims to have been hatched savage and brung up dangerous poor things father tells him that they has no occasion for vainglorious pride cause their vocation is mean he's dead right and i'm glad he shoots them generally in the legs he says he reckons that a tender inducement to being good is better than a bullet through the eye of course thar has to be some discipline to chasten their hearts or they'd get actin bumptious but you don't savvy father has to press his views on the boys but they'd be much worse if it wasn't for him he says he's a heaps indulgent parent to him and i reckon he surely is father's the best man in the whole world do you know he only kills when he has to and not for his own honor and glory why he won't rob a man unless he's got lots of wealth once he was a bad man but that's a long while ago before i remember were you always raised as a boy always he made me learn to ride and rope and shoot from ever since i was weaned when i got old enough he learned me scouting cooking packing a hoss tending wounds hunting all sorts of things i've been well educated sure enough more than most boys it's all beastly rough calling him good mccallment good a hoss or a dog or a little child will run from a bad man but they love my father oh but you don't know how good he is well let it go at that you wanted to be a robber surely yes but he never would let me it ain't true what that sign paper says up in the city yonder that i robbed a train i wasn't there at all you see father picked up on the home trail with a starving man and helped him that mean ordinary cuss went and told joe beef the sheriff that i was in the gang which held up the train that's why i'm due to be hunted and roped or shot at by any citizen who wants two thousand dollars of course it's natural there should be a bounty offered on wolf hates but i'd like to have a nice wolf time before i'm killed i never had a chance to get my teeth in except only once yes we stole six hundred head of cattle from the navajos and you should just have seen the eager way they put out after us they was plenty enthusiastic and they came mighty near collecting our wigs it makes me sick to think of you with a gang of thieves father says that the worst crimes is cowardice meanness and cheating the next worst things is banks railroad companies lawyers and that young ryan 
especially Ryan. He says that us robbers is angels compared with trash like that. That's no excuse. Father says that robbery is a sign that the law is rotten and a proof that the government's too poor and weak to cast a proper shadow. He allows we're a curse to the country and it serves the people right. It's bad. You know it's bad. Sure thing it's bad. Do you know what made us bad? All of our tribe was cowboys and stockmen once, not saints, but trying to act honest and only stealing cows quite moderate, like old Chaka. Then Richmond came stealing our water holes, fencing in our grass, driving our cattle away. Why don't you get a lawyer? Wasn't there any law? There surely was. My father's farm was way back in Kansas. His neighbor was a big cattle company, which hadn't any use for farms or settlers. They turned their cattle into his crops. They shot my brother Bill. They wounded father. Then father went to law, and the lawyer skinned him alive, and the judge was a shareholder in the Thomas Cattle Company. He done gave judgment that we all was in the wrong. Then father appealed to the big court at Washington, which says he had the right to his land and home. So the cattle company set the grass on fire and burned our home. Mother was burned to death, and father, he went bad. I was the only thing he saved from the fire. Poor beggar, no wonder he turned robber. I'd have done the same, by Jove. He shot Judge Thompson first, then he killed Mose Thompson, and the sheriff put out to get him. He got the sheriff. Then he went all through Kansas and Colorado, gathering poor stockmen that had been robbed and ruined by the rich men's law. They held up pay escorts, stagecoaches, banks, the trains on the railroad. That was the beginning of the robber's roost. Jim sat heaps thoughtful looking away across the desert. Our breeding cattle, says he, tallying on his fingers, then Holy Cross, then Mother, then Father, and now I'm being hunted for a murder I didn't commit. Now you know, says Curly, why we have robbers played a hand in your game. I understand. Say, Curly, I take back all I said about it being bad. This robbery under arms is the only thing to do. Don't you get dreaming, says Curly. We all ain't blind. Our eyes is open a whole lot wide to truth, and we make no blood that robbery and murder is forms of holiness. It's all right for me. I'm a man, and I'm not a coward either. But, Curly, you're not fit for a game like this. I'm going to take you away, where you'll be safe. And war, too. Jim looked at the desert steaming after the rain, hot as flame, reaching away all round for ever and ever. He looked at Curly's wound all swollen up, her face which had gone gaunt with pain and weakness. They were afoot. They were hunted. They had no place to hide. Where do you propose to take me? says Curly. I don't know, says Jim. Perhaps your people aren't so bad after all. Anyway, they tried to keep you clean. And what's the use of that? Do you think I want to be alone in the whole world? Clean with no folks, no home? Why should I want to be different from my father and all my tribe? Would I want to be safe while they're in danger? Would I want to play coward while they fight? Shucks, 
father turned me out to grass once at the catholic mission and them priests was surely booked right through the heaven what's the use of my being there while the rest of my tribe is in hell i dreamt last night i was in hell carrying water to feed it to my wolves i couldn't get a drop for myself never a drop curly i've got to save you i must i shall she laughed at him you do you remember me at holy cross when i punched cows for chalkeye i might have been thar still but for you what on earth do you mean jim i met up with your mother and i didn't want to be bad any more when i seen her she thought the world of you the poor child broke out laughing oh shucks then her face went bitter she said she loved me eh she said i was a beastly little cad compared with you when i got home from college she held you up for a holy example and rubbed my nose in it she was right but how i cursed you curly laughed faint and lay back moaning for the sun had come hot from the clouds and she was burning with pain so your mother claimed she loved me well i know better why didn't you stay with her curly i seen her face when she waited for you to come home you jim and she looked sure hungry what was i to her when she seen her own son a-coming i waited to see you jim i just had to see you cause you was pison to me then i went away cause i'd have killed you if i'd seen you any more where did you go where i belong back to the wolf pack what had i to do with a home and a mother with shelter and living safe and being loved i'm only a wolf with a bounty on my hide to be hunted down and shot and you a girl no a mistake jim pawed out and grabbed her small brown hand you came back he whispered i came back to see you if that rhyme was going to wipe you out you and your people i came to see you die and save my life i reckon says curly i ain't quite responsible anyways for my life cause i'm only a mistake just a mistake i feels one way and acts the contrary a world in to kill and has to rescue i aims to hate and instead of that i would i don't know she laughed up home at robert's roost we got a little book on etiquette what tells you how ladies and gentlemen had ought to act in heaps big difficulties it surely worries me to know whether i'm a lady or a gentleman but it's mighty comforting the way that book is wrote i've done broke all my wolves out of that book to set up their tails and act pretty now if i had the book i'd know how i'd ought to act in regard to y'all jim looked mighty solemn being naturally about as humorous as a funeral am i nothing to you he asked feeling hurt but she just opened one eye at him smiling and said nothing presently the pain got so bad that she began to roll from side to side scratching with her free hand at the face of the rock overhead can't i do something says jim it's awful to sit and watch that pain i must do something if you climb to the top of this rock she said between her teeth you'd see la soledad 
my father's thar i'll run why run she snatched a small round-looking glass out of the breast of her shirt you've only to get the sun on this glass and flash the light three times upon la soledad the man on lookout will see the flash give me the glass then no why not do you know what it means jim if you flash that signal rescue for you and for you jim it means that you quit being an honest man it means shame it means death us outlaws don't die in our beds jim give me the glass no jim sometime soon when you and me is riding with the outfit or camp at our stronghold the army is going to come up again us pony soldiers and walk a heaps and twice guns to take our water holes to drive away our remuda to block our escape trails to close in on us our fires are going to be put out our corpses left to the coyotes and the eagles give me that glass and my father says that beyond that is the everlasting death do you think you can frighten me give me that glass he snatched the glass from her hand scrambled to the top of the rocks and flashed the light three times upon la soledad a white star answered End of chapter 18